Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, Dono Daily, every single day, usually around 3 o'clock. Plenty of other content during the week. And check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. Get all of the latest written content on the teams in town. You can also check out our sponsors. Our guy Danny is still getting over the playoffs a little bit, but that's okay. He's going to get your, he's going to get basically your place ready for hurricane season. So check out all pro construction builders. They specialize in the impact windows and doors for residential and commercial properties, all pro construction builders, state certified license and insured general contractor. They service Miami Dade and Monroe, but also Broward. They use the locally made American made products, family owned and operated. You will only deal with the owner from start to finish. Check them out on Instagram at all pro construction builders. You get a free estimate no matter what. And if you mention five reasons, you'll also get a 10% discount. Danny can be reached at 305 384-4429. Again, that's 305-484-4429 for all pro construction builders. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. I've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. We've been going through these player review episodes. We did one on Kyle Lowry. We did one on Tyler Hero. We're going to do a combination episode today. We're inspired by the release of the latest long shot pod, which is hosted of course, by Duncan Robinson has not been on his own podcast for quite a while. His co-host has been handling things. Uh, We don't do that around here. We make sure everybody's here, but Duncan obviously had other things to do. He was in the playoffs, but he wasn't playing as much as he would have liked. We're also going to get into Max Struess in the second part of the episode. So we're going to combine the two of them because obviously uh, you know, that position sort of designated shooter on this team and what it means uh, is something we're going to be looking at going forward. But I think all three of us got a chance to listen to the long shot pod today. I, I can tell you, I didn't hear the whole thing. I got through about the first 20, 25 minutes, uh, but it did give me the sense uh, again, that Duncan Robinson is a professional. I mean, I think we know that um, I, I think he handled it about as well as you could handle it. The frustration was evident um, during the process as he went from starter to, you know, bench guy to not really playing much at all, even though he had the eight three point game in the first game of the playoffs against Atlanta He got relegated pretty much after that. He talked in the podcast about how he thought that other opportunities would come along that never really surfaced. And that's kind of life. He didn't want to be a distraction. He didn't want to be a negative to the team. He said that he, you know, he, maybe he worked out a little bit too much, you know, kind of into a frenzy. 
but that it was it was a challenging experience, uh, but one that he's going to try to come back from and see where that goes. Now, this is also in the context, though, of the future and his contract, which is significant for a player who didn't play very much in the playoffs and didn't play very much down the stretch at all during the season. And Pat Riley kind of said didn't really make the kind of progress uh, beyond specialists, maybe that, that they had hoped for. At least he sort of intimated that. So I'll go to you first on this, Greg, your thoughts on the pod specifically, and then we'll start to talk about Duncan's season in the future. I thought Duncan Robinson was really good. Um, handled himself. Great was articulate, honest, uh, human. It was, it was good stuff listening to him kind of talk about how he approached the entire run. They really went through it chron- chronologically to some degree. Um, and I thought that it was very well done and it's a, it's an inside look at how a player handles something like that. And you don't get that kind of access very often. So I think that it's super, um, super dope that he puts that kind of stuff out there. I am an, a total advocate for that kind of content. Uh, so I'll start there. Um, I also heard a player that, that doesn't like where he is in the pecking order and he wants opportunity. And I, I mean, I can, I can understand that he's, you know, was just very recently, everyone on planet earth said he was one of the best shooters on planet earth. And now he's wasn't even playing at the end of the, you know, playoffs there. So I got the sense that he was being the consummate professional, but, um, and he would continue to be the consummate professional, but I think that there's some level of, uh, the inevitable coming here where I just think that a change of scenery is likely where this is going. Um, but Duncan didn't allude to anything like that, but just the way that he kept emphasizing how he thinks he can be, um, a key contributor on a championship team. And he wants that kind of role and not getting it and how tough it is. It's just hard to see him having to go through another season of that. Cause I just don't see him necessarily solidifying himself with uh, Max Struess making, you know, such a fraction of what he does. Yeah. And, and I think Brady, that's what I took out of it too, is that, you know, I think Duncan is appreciative of what the organization's done for him. Um, you know, whether it was believing him in the first place, giving him opportunity, helping him develop, and then obviously paying him. But as he said, at any, at any level, a guy wants to play. Right. And so that's kind of where we're at right now and where, where I think it's going. I think the challenge here though, you know, in evaluating his season is that it's not like he ended up shooting 32% from three. Like he ended up, you know, nudging up over 37%. Now that's not elite, but it's pretty good. Now I know you weren't paying for pretty good with a specialist is the issue more here that he didn't have enough of those kind of, you know, overwhelming games. Like for instance, he had in game one of the playoffs or is the issue, the other stuff that like, like if you're not going to get enough of the other stuff, then I mean, to justify his presence, he's got to be in the forties and on a high volume. I'd probably lean the other stuff more than the big games because uh, just looking at the season he had to start the year, like he struggled to begin the year and the whole league was <laughs> struggling to begin the year. If we remember, remember we were talking about the ball being different because the entire league was just not shooting the ball at a high clip. Uh, and then that began. And then we kept talking about this team's depth and guys stepping up and eventually toward the end of the season, things just started to shift uh, after that kind of debacle in that four game slate. But in terms of him, I think it's more of the other stuff. You heard Pat Riley at his presser where he kept using the word specialist and kind of hyping him up in a way as an offensive player. But as Pat Riley talked about with most players on the roster, it's defense over everything. Like where 
the, the defensive side of the ball needing to improve. Uh, he did mention about him. He thought he improved as like a downhill threat at a lot of parts of the season, uh, which I agree with. Even at the times when he wasn't getting minutes and he was thrown in in garbage time or in these little tiny stints, there were times when we were talking about him actually getting to the rim more than he was kind of being a perimeter threat. Uh, so I think there was just more of that element. Uh, we constantly talk about the heat element of this, about the heat maybe needing to move him to try to improve because he's not being utilized in the rotation. But it's also the Duncan's element of this that he deserves probably to be a rotation piece in this league. Like he is a rotation player in this league. He was paid to be a rotation player. Uh, he's one of the league's premier shooters. Like he could be very helpful on most teams in this league. It just so happened that it coincided with a heat run and so many of these young guys stepping up at the right time. Uh, so it's hard to say in that manner, but he does deserve to be uh, in a rotation. But the question that we keep coming back to is, is are they going to give him that spot on this team? And with the money being aligned and a lot of these other guys stepping up, it's just hard to see, but to recap his season, like to do what he did in game one, like that's go so far in one direction, but like, that's not an easy thing to do of game one of, of a playoff game after not playing a lot scoring 27 and something he talked about a lot is going up and down in terms of not knowing his role. Like he said, he was surprised going from game one to game two uh, when he went into there and then he didn't have a high minutes going in. Like there's nothing harder in basketball than having that good to go through that where you're a shooter and you don't know when you're going to be put in. And then you have to go in for a six minute stint. And he mentioned, it kind of made a joke about them saying, there were, I think it was games three and four in Philly when they kind of were really struggling to shoot and they came back in game five and they were like, okay, we're struggling to shoot again. Duncan, go make some threes. Like that is not an easy thing to do for that to be your role specifically when so many shooters are basically taught to get this number of attempts up, not to get this number of makes. So uh, I guess it was just a rocky season overall, but uh, I guess it is, I think it should be applauded just the way he handled it. Because a lot of players in this league wouldn't handle it that way. Just kind of continue to work it, work it through and continue to push through and, and not make a big fuss about it. Uh, so I think he deserves kind of a lot of credit in that area. Yeah, I think he does too. And, and, and I appreciate the, the podcast format that he has. And not just because we do a podcast here, but it, it is difficult to do this kind of stuff at the podium. You know, because it, you do it at a podium and it's going to get flashed out all over the place immediately. It's sort of the heat. And here's the other thing there really wasn't a lot of access to him this year from the media. There hasn't really been for the past couple of years because of COVID everything used to be, you used to be able to go in the locker room and chat up a guy and see how he's feeling and give a sense of it. Sometimes not quote him, but you know, kind of give a picture of it. You can't really do that now. There's, I mean, unless you go to a road shoot around, you don't really get access to these guys at all. And at this road shoot around half of them are running to the bus by the time that you get in the door legitimately so it's like all you have is the guys that they bring to the podium well duncan wasn't playing a whole lot uh after a certain point so you know most games it was jimmy or kyle or tyler or bam some combination of those four some nights it was caleb some nights it was gabe um and so as a result of that you know dunk all you could really see was duncan every once in a while when he would actually get to play you know and and, and get up there and so i appreciate that he had this and, and i did he's actually a friend of mine who's a heat fan uh, who tipped me off to listen to this today. Cause he's like, you don't really get this as Greg said, you don't really get this kind of glimpse. I will ask, uh, well, you know what? Let's save it for after the break, because I, I, I got something I want to get to here uh, after the break in comparison to the other guy who is his friend, by the way. I mean, you know, people pit them against each other, but he talks about Max in a very positive way on the podcast. He always has, he's had him on the podcast. So I don't think that this is like, you know, a deep hatred or and there's nothing, none of that. This is just competition, as Spolcher says, and frustration, I think, with the way that certain things have gone. I would sense that 
Duncan's frustration is with a lot of other people before it would be with Max Struess. Okay. So I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. We do want to tell you about a couple of sponsors though, the five reasons sports network um, for betting. We always recommend you go to better edge. It's peer to peer betting. It's legal. So that you don't look, you don't have to wait for money to come from offshore and all that stuff. And you can set the lines you want because you can find a friend on there, maybe not a friend, somebody you don't know to basically go on there and try to find the opposite side of a line that you like. Okay. So if you think Celtics are going to win by a certain number of points, then try to see if you can find somebody to find the other side. And, and it's on there most likely. So go to betteredge.com. But here's the key B E T T O R E D G E. Dot com backslash five reasons. That's the number five reasons. The reason that you want to go to there is because you get $20 to play automatically. So it's just free money. And we're running tournaments there during the finals. So check it out. It's bettor edge.com backslash five reasons. The other one we tell you about all the time is prize picks. They got a like a free Jason Tatum square. Uh, so if you want to sign up, this is a good time to do it. They got one coming up before game four. Go to prize picks. You can download the app on either the Google Play Store or on the Apple uh, at the Apple App Store, or just go to the website at prizepicks.com. But for that one, you got to make sure you're using the code five. That's F-I-V-E, F-I-V-E. That's our code for prize picks. And they will match your initial deposit up to $100. So you put down 50, they'll give you 50. You put down 100, they'll give you 100. You don't need to play it all at once. Go to prize picks. Make sure you use that code five. All right, um, let's get to the other guy. So let me ask you this. Uh, Max Struess shot better than Duncan Robinson this year from three. I mean, the numbers are the numbers. He shot 41%. Um, the playoffs were not great <laughs> in that regard. They were a little up and down. Uh, but he outshot Duncan during the regular season on almost the same volume, basically averaging about one and a half less per game. But in the games that Max actually started, he actually averaged as many three-point shots per game as Duncan did in terms of attempts. So the volume was there. He gets his shots a different way. Brady, you've talked about that. I'll go to you first on this one. Other than shooting, which we know that, you know, Max shot a better percentage this year, although, again, I, I think there's some variance to those numbers. What does Max not do better than Duncan? I'd say pure movement. That would probably be the only thing, because I think Max is probably a better defender at this stage just off of pure physicality. I think uh, as much as Pat was talking about Duncan's ability to get downhill a little bit more throughout the season, I think we saw more flashes of that with Max just – being just purely more aggressive as an attacker. Uh, but what he doesn't do is just, he's not utilized in the same way as a mover. Like one of the things Duncan, uh, they were talking about on that podcast. And I know Greg, you pointed this out was that uh, he, they were easier to guard a lot of ways when Duncan wasn't playing. And I think that's true. Like they kind of are because they're not moving as much. The reason why the warriors are so difficult to defend uh, is that they're just flying all over the place when they have two elite shooters on the floor like that. It makes it a lot tougher because Max is more of a slip screen guy that's going to pop off in the corner, pop off to the wing. Duncan's a guy that's going to fly down baseline, off a pin down, off a DHO, back the other way. Like there's that sideline video I have in my head of him, somebody kind of recording courtside and he's just flying around. Like it's just a totally different element. I know shooters always get compared to each other like they're uh, just exactly the same, but they're not in a lot of ways with when you look at it like that. So I'd say that's the main thing. Uh, but funny enough, just to pivot a little bit, uh, is when Pat said about having a specialist in, in his presser and he was saying that you can't win this league without having one. The funny thing about that quote is that having one because they've only utilized one throughout the season. Like it's Max or Duncan at this stage. Uh, and I know you guys talked about it in the Tyler episode about him starting, but something we saw all season was that they didn't have a specialist off the bench. 
Like they had one specialist in the starting lineup and a bunch of defenders slash creators on the bench. And I think that's where if they keep kind of quote unquote, run this back with little changes and it's not the big package to get a star. That's the change because if Tyler's in the starting lineup and you have one of your specialists coming off the bench, like that's the big change here. So uh, I just think it's funny in terms of comparing the two because they are very different, but they do, they are simply both specialists. Greg, I'll go to you on this. I mean, do they need two? Or just I mean, at a cheaper price, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you can manufacture another shooter, they have um, Michael Mulder uh, in the system, and he's a good shooter, right? Um, there is probably other shooters out there that they can find. They've found guys before. I just can't get away from the fact that I think that they are going to likely take Duncan Robinson's salary and flip him for a player with more length, a front court piece that can help solidify up there, give Bam some help, give PJ some uh, reprieve from having to play a ton of regular season minutes. So an innings eater, eater that can guard up. Uh, I don't know who that player is yet. Trust me, I'm fishing around for information as much as possible. But I think that that's just kind of where you go because Max Struess is still tied in at the league minimum $1.8 million going into next season. And you think you can worry about what his, his, con, his next contract looks like when the, the time comes. For now, Duncan Robinson at $17 million, you, you can go out and get a functional starting four that really can save PJ for these playoff moments. So I think that that's kind of probably where I would look to go from a roster construction standpoint. Yeah. That's to me, that's what likely happens here too. And, and I know that heat fans are going to do what they always do, which is they're going to look at opportunity cost. And if you don't get quite the player that you wanted for Duncan Robinson, and you end up having to pay that player a little bit more than you want to pay him, they'll be like, why did they do that? But again, if you go back to the circumstances of re-signing Duncan Robinson, Okay, that amount of money for a shooter in the NBA of his quality is what you were paying at the time. And and that's just the nature of it. And it's not like you knew what Struess was going to become. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, these things pop up and so they change the circumstances. And I think that's where we're at. I think that the other interesting you know, thing that we talked about on the Tyler Hero episode is what is Max's role if Tyler does win the starting job? Because then essentially Tyler becomes your spacer in the starting lineup. And how does that change the way that he plays? And then Max is your spacer off the bench. Maybe you don't need another guy necessarily. Or again, like you said, maybe it's just a developmental guy. So I think these are all sort of moving pieces. I think what we've seen though, based on defense, and this comes in what Riley wants, and this comes into what we talked about when Dragic was around. I don't think there's room for three. Okay. So, and I'm throwing hero in the mix. Like if hero is still, if hero is going to be the two guard, if it's not going to be somebody who's a more accomplished defender, you, you can't have both Struess and Robinson in the rotation, even if Max has improved. I, I just, it, it's just, there's too many huntable guys in that situation. And so I think some of it may depend on, on Tyler. I, I can envision a scenario where Tyler, well, it's hard to envision, I guess, because you've got Duncan's uh, deal. You kind of need to make most things work, but I mean, it could be possible that Tyler's gone and Duncan's here. I think that's unlikely, uh, just again, based on the contracts and all that. But I, I don't think that you can have, uh, I would be, you know, I was asked the question and we asked the question in the last episode, what are the chances of Tyler Hero being back next season? And this time I said 75% chance I think he is. I think the chances of all three of these guys being back next year is under 30%. And again, with Struce's contract, 
not only is he a piece that you want to keep, but he doesn't really help you in a trade because his contract Jimmy likes him is not enough. And Jimmy likes him. And I, and I'm not, not to say Jimmy doesn't like Tim Duncan. I, I don't want to go there. I'm just saying it's pretty clear that Jimmy wanted to play with Max Struess. I mean, I, that, that was obvious in the changes that were made uh, towards the end of the season. All right, check out our sponsors. We're going to do another one of these episodes as the week goes on. We probably will jump on YouTube here at some point too. So make sure you subscribe there. Betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Prize picks, use that code five, F-I-V-E. And of course, our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. Check that out on Instagram and reach out to Danny. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.